What's up, freaks? Hey everybody, welcome back to Now Listen to This. Doing a little intermin kind of uh, presumably a mini episode here on just a topic that uh, a couple of us found interesting and thought we could talk about. My name is Nick Poffenbarger and with me today is uh, the other co-host of Now Listen to This, Max Ravenscroft. Max Ravenscroft. No yeah. Brett today. He's sitting right next to us, but he's not going to talk. Yeah, I had this idea. Um, <laughs> I had this idea. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's kind of funny now. Um we are going to talk about um, the just-released Cynic Focus Remaster. Refocus. Refocus, yeah. Yeah. Um, is a recent release for a big band uh, for both of us, I think. Um, uh, um, on our previous show, Musical Squares, uh, the very last thing we ever released was a uh, 2021 wrap-up. Or was it 2022? Yes. Yeah, it was a 2021 wrap-up. We, we did a top five albums of which... An hour and a half of it was us talking about albums that didn't make it onto the top five. Before well, we it was the top five. an hour and a half of me talking about the forty albums I had I like to four. mention. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I kept it realistic, but um, but uh, it, uh, we talked about it a bit on there. But um, uh, just for reference, if you are not going to go back to that, or if you j- don't care to go back to that, uh, Cynic is a really big band for us. Their last actual release, Ascension Codes, was on both of our top fives. Yeah, I think it was my number four. I think it was my three. Um, Very powerful album yeah, for me. Great album, a great band, and um, I guess I'll go into it a little bit here, similar to what I said on that, but Cynic is a band that I'm like ashamed that it took me so long to like actually get into. Yeah. Because when it finally hit me, like, I don't know, a couple years ago, um, I was like blown away by how much this is just like a perfect band for me. I really dig the style, the experimentation, the playing is like, everything's just there. And like they're just so crazy unique in the grand scheme of like metal, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean just just music in general. But like, uh, so their debut album Focus, which came out in '93, yeah, um, which is wild. It took so long. Yeah, <laughs> but but um, that album, in a sense, which is really funny that it uh it actually <laughs> that the fact that it was uh you know kind of late like they they took forever to release that album by the mm-hmm. time it came out because they had that material written in like i think the mid 80s or something which is again like how the fuck did you do yeah that? and and like but even being released late by the standard that they had already written the material that album was doomed to fail by being like way too ahead of its time yeah it's, in like a really weird way if you listen to it now it's like, really interesting too especially cuz they're from florida and you know the especially in in the first few years of the 90s that was when like floridian death metal was like becoming like kind of the more like heavy brutal stuff that is kind of more associated with it now moving away from the thrashy stuff yeah they were they were surrounded by that i mean they were you know for reference i mean they were in death for a while um paul masvidal and uh, uh sean reinhardt the drummer um yeah they i mean they were in what is arguably like a lot of people's favorite death album that's that's like a pure like 11 out of 10 yeah um, human human yeah um, which that was my first exposure to these guys same here same here yeah um but yeah i don't know and if then you i know, remember listening to cynic in high school and be like this is weird yeah they went on <laughs> tour care. with cannibal corpse 
Oh, just cynic. Yeah, can yeah. you imagine in like nineteen ninety three? Yeah, people, death metal dudes going to see Cannibal Cars and being like, "What the fuck's this?" Well, and they, I mean, we're getting into like their history a little, a little deep here, but like, I mean, that's part of the whole reason that they like kind of disbanded mm-hmm. and all just like went off to do like their own random ventures, you know, like for so long, and they really weren't appreciated until like fifteen years later. Which is so. <laughs> I feel like even by the time Traced and Air came out, people still weren't really. I don't think that they got it as much as they do now like yeah. people do now that know? was my my exposure to cynic was human um which as you said paul mastival and sean reinhardt played guitar and drums on that i don't think they did any songwriting but you can really hear their especially Influence. sean's drumming on that album but i heard i listened to focus when i was like 16 or 17 and I had the same thing where i was like this is cool but i'm not really feeling it especially at that time my my favorite kind of death metal was like the early morbid angel early cannibal corpse more thrash and riff oriented in general and yeah. cynics not necessarily they have riffs but it's like it's like a fucking like dense texture of things like it's not just like a singular like idea yeah ever <laughs> and then when kindly bent to free us came, i mean when trace snare came out i didn't really pay attention yeah it was like 2008 yeah yeah when kindly bent to free us came out i was i was like oh i think i get cynic now um but that album didn't really grab me but it was when you started getting in, into Cynic, and I listened to um, Traced in Air and Focus again, and I was like, oh, okay, this is really good. Yeah. And then since that was, I think that was three or four years ago, and I've kind of just been, they've become like a, a favorite band for me since then. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I'm in the same boat where it's like they're, they were like, I shouldn't say an instant because I've known about them for like, you know, <laughs> over half my life, but like they really fucking like just ascended to being like a top 10 band for me in that short amount of time and so i was really curious when i saw that they had posted a remaster remix of veil of maya the opening track off focus Uh i remember we talked about it when it came out and then when i looked it up i was like oh why'd they do that and i almost thought because it sounded so different that it was a re-recording but then but then the vocals came in and i was like those are the same exact vocals for sure like you know so i looked it up and it turned out that they were doing a basically ground up mix and master of the material like from those original recordings it's impressive that they had those master files still yeah i mean like i i guess they were properly stored and whatnot um but yeah it's uh it kind of brought on this and it came out you know at the time of this recording at least it came out just like like a week ago like a week ago and we've been sitting with it for a bit and i threw the idea to max that it'd be interesting to talk about this because this is like this goes beyond like your normal remaster you know digital update type of thing like to you know like you see this stuff all the time like even from albums from like the early 2000s now where it's like there's like a couple of different remasters now because they're trying to record companies and whatnot want to put out a new thing that'll sound good on what people are listening to and so it's like oh it has to sound good on you know an ipod now now it has to sound good on a phone and now Mm -hmm. it has you know all that stuff so like you're constantly getting these kind of just updates but a lot of them are pretty lazy (laughs) in the way that they don't really dig into any of the musicality or like dynamicism of anything that's being played and they kind of like i just said like they just make it general it's like oh make it make it loud but not clipping for this thing that people are listening yeah. to it on that's like a quote-unquote remaster nowadays there's a couple but, of things like uh a band i love that i'm not sure if i've introduced to you and brett is called kakal they're an indonesian um like avant-garde uh black metal slash electronica which i think you guys would hate it 
but sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. They act just released um, one of my favorite albums by them is from 2016. It's called Deeper Underground, and the main guy went back and I don't think he re-recorded any of the instruments, but he did re-record some of his vocals, and he updated the mix for everything, and it sounds way better. Yeah. And it's interesting to have an album that's only seven years old be redone in that way, but it is more comprehensive than most of the remasters that Har- I've heard. Harakiri for the Sky kind of did the same thing not too long ago, although that was like practically a, a re-recording, like from the yeah, they up. just like redid it. But they, but they more or less kind of sound like the same band. It's just like their progression has been more in like the way that they've recorded stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it is kind of a different interpretation of it, even though they're kind of playing the same as they were before. Um, but yeah, so. Like I said, the Cynic album, though, was just an interesting thing to talk about, I think, because it, it is just clearly there was a lot of work put into it oh, in yeah. terms of remastering it and remixing it. And uh, it really, honestly, like, you know, spoilers for sort of my end thing. I won't say how I felt about it, but it did legitimately, like, show me things on that album that I had never heard before. Oh, especially like, like, I'll just, <laughs> the, the last song especially the the whole like last like minute and a half of that song i was like oh shit i never heard that part it sounds so different like to where it's just like it it, and and i think that they said in the press release i should have like quoted that exactly but like masvidal was saying how like the goal was to like open it up because there's so much stuff on that album that's just buried Mm -hmm. like you know that that, and like and a lot of that stuff i i wouldn't say like there was a lot of completely new things to my ears, but I will say like, oh, that's what that person's doing. Like at that point, you know, like I didn't really, I couldn't quite comprehend the scope of it before. And so that's interesting. But at the same time, I think you and I landed on the same thing where we don't like listening to it as much as the original. Yeah. And I, the thing, the thing I kind of took away from it was if I had heard refocus first, would I like that one more? than the original i was thinking about that too and i i don't know i don't think so i i really don't <laughs> but i guess <laughs> like, before we dive into into that um we should cynic was a or is in a kind of uber progressive new age free jazz death metal band uh on <laughs> sounds ridiculous if you actually, if you have no idea who they are but it's like bizarre it's pretty accurate like but I mean, that's that's what they are and I can say with confidence I've never heard a band that sounds like Focus or Traced in Air or or Kindly Been to Free Us or Ascension Codes. Yeah. Nothing sounds like Cynic. And they um, also don't really even stay in the same vein a lot of the time. Like they they still mm-hmm. sound I think on every record quintessentially Cynic, but like they really change it up. Like I'd say every Traced time. Traced is very similar to Focus for the most part, but um on Focus it was Paul Mazdevall on vocals, guitar, and guitar synth. Jason Goble on guitar and guitar synth. Sean Malone on the bass and the Chapman stick. Sean Reiner on drums and keyboards. And Tony Teagarden, who was a keyboardist, but he just did the death metal vocals. Yeah, yeah, because there's some harsh vocals on it. Um, And yeah, that's just kind of the... Came out 1993 on what, Roadrunner? Yeah. So a question I want to know, have you ever heard the original mix of this album? Yeah, because um, when I started getting into Cynic, there there was I saw some forum like stuff about that where they were like, "Oh, there's like a ton of different mixes of this album like before it was actually released." And so I have kind of dabbled into that. I, I for the most part have only listened to the released one. You know, I would imagine that I've only ever heard the 2004 remaster 
They're all on YouTube. Like okay. you can find them all on YouTube. Depends yeah. on because I mean that's how I listened to Focus for the first time fifteen years ago. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, the the main difference with Focus and Refocus is the guitar tone. Oh God, yeah. Like so, yeah. I guess we'll just dive into it. So the guitar, um, on the new one, Refocus, they took so much distortion out of it. It's like kind of it, it kind of works though, like where, in, in a way where I'm like, oh, like that's sort of what they did on Traced in Air, like as well, like where there's yeah. a, there's a lot clearer of like the clean channel of the guitar is way more present than like Focus, where mm-hmm. it's like Focus. I feel like even when they were whoever was producing and recording the record, they were like, you "Guys are death metal band, right?" Yeah, you got like, you know, have this yeah, <laughs> like so it's like well, not even that, but they're just like, yeah, we crank this and we do this, yeah. like all the settings feel like they just got done doing fucking tomb of the mutilated or something <laughs> and then like cynic came in and they just didn't change like anything on the board you know like it's like and he it, saw his chapman stick and was like the fuck is that what is this jazz shit no <laughs> but but like it, it really does um kind of feel that way when i listen to the original mix at this point and it, yeah like the the guitar tone i think is probably the biggest and like most controversial decision to change like on, on this album because it really changes the entire tone of the album for me like, it's the it's kind of the deal breaker i could i can understand that because that original guitar tone is so sharp and biting yeah and so very like death's guitar tone yeah which i love it's and great. on the new one it sounds a little too muted and uh kind of fades into the background a lot i i which will is, which is fine because yeah. there's Cynic is a, what were they, five people, um, or I guess four instrumentalists that were all doing insane shit every second. Yeah, and it really brings out the, like, you know, the drums, I feel like, are very much, like, everything is more audible. The drums sound fantastic. They sound really great. The bass was always, like, pretty present, but here I can hear a lot more of almost, like, the finger noise of what he's doing, Mm -hmm. like, with his right hand, like, that just, I can envision it better with this remix, but, like, I will say about the guitar even though I'm, I'm with you in the way that I like the original sound more, but the guitar to me being changed in the way that it was and sounding more like what a modern cynic record sounds like just like brought the point to me and, and really made me reanalyze how much that album was ahead of its time because it could have worked if they yeah. never released it and they just released that now we'd be like, that's a really great solid cynic album. You know, yeah. like it's like it, it is so like, ridiculously ahead of its time and changing the tone to be something more modern just shows me like oh this would have worked in any context and it could and it would have been great like either way you know yeah i don't know if my aversion to the new one is just my my nostalgia for that guitar sound yeah um but and and, you know that's what progressive death metal at that time that's what the guitar tone was like and i just i love that but i just feel like it loses a lot of the it loses a lot of the heaviness the oomph which changes like the the dynamicism dynamicism dynamism (laughs) of the of the record it definitely does it makes it less straightforward yeah i think um which it i guess never really was straightforward but you know it's it but i I think we we clinch onto that on the old album because that's the only way our brains could like make sense of that album Mm -hmm. at at that point and you know, it, yeah, I think that's total valid opinion, and I'm kind of with you there because, again, like I said before, I prefer listening to the old one, but I'm kind of with you as well too. Where like I don't know if that's 100% nostalgia or if I just like like the sound of it more. That's how I am with a lot of like 
this is sort of unrelated, but like I love the way PlayStation One games look, and I don't know if it's because of that was formative for me, or if I just truly like that kind of that kind of art. It's probably a bit of both. Yeah, I mean, like you know, at that point, like if it's lasting, you have to genuinely like it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's like it, it. If it was just nostalgia, you know, it's like you you. We talked about this before. I don't remember what podcast it was, or even if it was this podcast, but how we talked about uh, how uh, Alien vs. Predators not hold up at all. Oh, as yeah. As a film. <laughs> that was on the mask episode we just put out. But it's like, that's nostalgia. But like, we can look back and be like, that was <laughs> shit. <That> so, <laughs> like, yeah, that was shit. It's kind of so. like um, the the Final Fantasy VII, the world models. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, but then you get into the battle models and those look great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like refocus is good for listening to the rhythm, listening to the bass and the drums. Um, I will say I don't like the snare sound very much on refocus. Yeah. Um, I couldn't pinpoint why I don't like it as much. Yeah. But I'm just picky. I, I totally understand. And I mean, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily write down like every key point of the album. Cause this isn't like, you know, a, a thorough album breakdown like we normally do on this show. But like, I will say, um, the main reason I kind of wanted to bring this up and as before we uh, kind of shotgun the rest of the stuff we wanted to talk about with Cynic, uh, but do you think in the grand scheme of like a remaster, my opinion of this one is, and I wonder if you agree with me, this is like one of the most worthwhile, even though I don't like it as much as the original, one of the most worthwhile remixes, remasters I've ever heard. Oh yeah, it's because, totally worth <laughs> Like it's it's it justifies itself so well. I Especially think. compared to what we're going to talk about next, which is the Traced in Air versus Traced in Air remixed. Yeah, and then we'll throw in Retraced in there just yeah. for just, just for, for shits and gigs. But but yeah, final final thing on on focus and refocus. Um, it's it's almost a track by track kind of which one I'm like, oh, that one works really well. Like I think How Could I works really well with especially the in the 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 ending section where you know it just gets that kind of galloping fast riff and the solos and everything's going and going wild you can hear so much more because it's really open and airy um which also how could i is probably my favorite song that's a great one did you know that that uh intro the that's a guitar with a synth on it it's rad it's really cool yeah i i was just gonna say like a, a standout track for me on refocus was the celestial voyage mm-hmm. um that one with those like weird open chords that he plays like from like you know the the high down like mm-hmm. it's like there's just moments in that where i'm like this like you could tell that they wanted to sound like modern cynic at that point like but it just it just wasn't there at that point and like that song to me works so well with like the remix you know it, it really stood out uh but yeah um i guess we could like we were saying kind of shotgun the, the comparison of like because they did a remix of their second album traced in air who um, was on Traced in Air? I was, well, Reinhardt was still on drums. Sean Malone was on the bass. And they had a, a guy named Timo. Yeah, he's the he was the guitar player. And the harsh vocalist, yeah. Tynan? Timon Crudenier. Crudenier is the guy who uh, took over for Jason Goebel on guitars. And he did the yeah. death metal vocals. Yes. So Traced in Air came out in 2008. Um, no one had heard from Cynic and... 15 years it kind of just was like well they they had reunited there's there's videos of them playing as a reunited band as as early as like 2003 
and playing Evolutionary Sleeper that early. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they were like, we're working on a new album, should be out next year. And we were like, oh no. <laughs> it's funny, if you read the Wikipedia page, Sean Reiner is like, this. it's it's like focused, but so fucking brutal and like heavy and insane. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It um, is a great album. I think that, full disclosure, Traced in Air is my favorite uh, Cynic album. It clicked with me finally like two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, where I had liked it a lot, but my main thing with Modern Cynic is Paul Mastival's non-vocoder vocals are very high-pitched. Yeah. They don't quite gel with me, but I started to appreciate them more, and recently I just put on Trace Air and I was like, oh, I fully get this one now. Yeah, it's just great stuff. I, I really dig it. Um, but yeah, so not too much to say on this, but like how I was describing like kind of lackluster remasters before, that's sort of the vibe you get from the traced in air one um it's just kind of your standard like big record label remaster for like a new age and whatnot but the weird thing about it is they cut out all the death metal vocals yeah that's a weird choice <laughs> and i don't like that because people will say that the vocals on traced in air feel tacked on to appeal to uh you know death metalers but i feel like when you remove them it again hurts the dynamism of the songs because they're not replaced with anything yeah so there's just kind of like the part the beginning of um evolutionary sleeper yeah where you know he's kind of growling with the build-up and stuff that's not there so you've just got instrumental build-up and that's not what the song was meant to sound like yeah it's a little strange um yeah that was a strange choice i wonder if that had anything to do with uh them like uh, maybe like some rights issues or something I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. It, it just feels like they wanted to make a, a remove all the the heavier, harsher elements and make it just a pure prog album. Yeah. But then on Ascension Codes, there's harsh vocals again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so kinda, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't it's know. a weird. Maybe they one. were just going through a weird phase. And also, Sean Malone re-recorded his all his bass lines. Yeah. You can't tell at all. I mean, yeah, he he's on fire on every recording so i don't yeah, know it's very weird it's a weird <laughs> and the tone's not that very different either and that's coming from a bass player so it's I'm like <laughs> maybe the album is a little punchier and clearer sure but i don't think it's worth your time at all yeah it doesn't um it doesn't really add much i i always go to the original on that one yeah comparatively um but uh that does bring up an interesting conversation because as kind of a sequel part two to traced in air before they ever did this remaster they did an EP called Retraced. Which that, is fucking awesome. Yeah, which is like a stripped down version of four of the songs, so like half the album. Uh, Not even stripped down, just fully like reimagined. It is reimagined, but I mean like musically speaking, like it's not as dense, there's not as many moving parts. Like it is, I think it's stripped down, like in terms of like, yeah, but like, but it's, but it's reinterpreted in a way where like, it's not like just like, oh, let's just have the guitar doing the acoustic do it on a, an acoustic or something it's like no it's it's like instead of a guitar we have like a, a keyboard sample thing or something you yeah know? It's, like, it's it's totally different the space for this is reimagined as space and that's like an electronica song yeah it's such a cool um king I, of those who know too is um is more like a ballad yeah it's, it's like, like a, a very soft somber like a lullaby almost yeah. or something and i really like retraced i like retraced a lot um as we were kind of talking about before, uh, I think before we started recording it, but Retraced is actually like kind of the key that got me into Cynic. 
And it wasn't necessarily the reinterpretations of the songs. It was actually because there's one original song on that on and that EP called Wheels Within Wheels. Maybe their best song. I love that song. Um, I first heard it because I watched a video playthrough of uh, Sean Reinhart playing the drums to it in front of a crowd. And I was like, this is a cool one. And I looked that up, got really into that song. And then because I had the EP, I just kind of listened to the other stuff because it was there. Mm-hmm. And it made the Traced in Air stuff click with me because I think it was just a little too dense for me at the time where I didn't really get it. Yeah. But then hearing like it stripped back, hearing just like the basic melody ideas, I was like, oh, this is like one way more catchy than I thought it was. And two, just way more like impressive of like songwriting to me when I can hear it stripped down that way. And so it was kind of like Baby's first Cynic album, like fucking- Which is a bizarre (laughs) thing to, which actually, you know what? I'll say the thing that got me into Cynic, now that I think about it really, was Carbon-Based Anatomy. That's my, I said Trace Nair is my favorite record. Carbon-Based Anatomy is actually my favorite release by Cynic. Uh, Yeah, that was in between Traced and Kindly. And that was the one I listened to it and I was like, it's like a concept EP with like, three songs and three like kind of weird chanty interlude things yeah. and uh it's uh it's phenomenal i love it i like that one a lot yeah but yeah that is to say that like you know i thought it would just be an interesting discussion of this of like talking about like remasters and reimaginings and stuff and cynic is a great band to do that with because they've been uh reimagining themselves their entire career basically and yeah. uh and we're gonna see them sometime soon in the yeah future. they've been on the brain yeah. we're gonna go see them <laughs> perform focus entirely um which would be cool and they're playing with atheist which is the other wildly different jazz death metal band yeah but they always get thrown together because nobody knows how to where to put them (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah um yeah thanks for indulging that max i think uh i don't really have much more to say on that end other than just like just a fascinating band and some fascinating stuff to talk about and uh if you have not listened to cynic i encourage you to listen to those and uh chime in with some of your thoughts yeah i want to throw in another favorite reimagining of mine running wild did with their blazing leather (laughs) i do love that (laughs) they did um with their blazing stone lineup which was in 1992 i think they did an album called uh first years of piracy where they re-recorded a bunch of tracks from their first four albums or maybe yeah 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 they did some stuff from port royal on it but they re-recorded tracks from their first four albums but in the Blazing Stone style. What do you know? What year that was that they did that? Ninety one or ninety two? Damn. Why? I was gonna say they copied uh, Days of Purgatory, but oh, <laughs> yeah. But we can't talk about Ice Earth anymore. So no, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's fucking awesome. It's really cool to hear hear those like kind of mean, dirty songs. Imagine as a little more gallopy and and with that like kind of mystical lead tone. Running Wild had. That's cool that they actually changed up how they played it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like it when bands do that. It's like, and and even where we landed, like we basically said, every <laughs> the originals are superior in every way. Like, but you know, Cynic at least is a band, and other bands have done this as well. But like, where whenever they put something out, even if it is just like a reimagining or a remaster of something, it's worth checking out. It's it's worthwhile at least. I think. Um, Speaking of Ice Earth again, yeah. you know, it's not worth listening to, uh, in my opinion, when that like EP they put out in between uh something wicked one and two where matt barlow redid like the singles from something wicked one that i walk alone yeah he they redid ten thousand uh ten thousand days ten thousand strong ten thousand strong they re-recorded a couple songs i had that ep i don't remember them recording those songs 
I remember it because 10,000 Strong was a great song, but it doesn't, it was clearly not meant for Matt Barlow's voice. So every song, funky. every song is meant for Matt Barlow's <laughs> voice, Max, but okay. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Iced Earth. I think you can say Sean Malone and Sean Reinhardt, but do, yes. <laughs> do R.I.P. the two Seans. It's very yeah, sad. For Cynic, yeah. Total Legends. Yeah, some of the best rhythm players to ever exist. I would also... That was that was uh, sort of a point I was going to make as well, too, is the fact that I was like, the fact that you can hear the drums and the bass so well in this refocus uh, thing, I was like, it's a nice little tribute to the Seans. Yeah. You know, like... Um, which, there's... I swear I, I saw something... They re-released Ascension Codes as an instrumental, and I think Paul said that there's some bass lines that Sean Malone had recorded mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Because he had recorded a decent chunk of that album already. Yeah. And then I will also say, um, Sean Malone's solo uh, jazz fusion project, Gordian Knot, yeah. is fucking it's good shit. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so seek that out as well. Just instrumental, new age <laughs> jazz fusion it's awesome it's rad yeah but yeah thanks check for out some cynic and thanks for indulging us for uh, talking about some remasters and stuff might yeah. do some more stuff like this uh, every so often and uh yeah thanks Whenever. for listening to us talk debate uh snare sounds yeah <laughs> brett is not uh brett's invited. like a cynic head so word is dynamic Dyna- ha Dynam- i dynamicism okay, i had it dynamicism i said that okay bye bye hey freaks thanks for listening to now listen to this if you like what you hear, you can follow and interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at Now Listen to This, or you can shoot us an email at Now Listen to This Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions, and we're always open to album picks from our listeners. Leave us a rating on your podcast player of choice Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. It really helps. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Woo!